you believe in miracles because you know what Ohio State did. And tonight, the Buckeyes shock the world and beat the number one blue, number one ranked Duke Blue Devils 71 to 66 on their home court. The fans still have not left as they party at center court where the Buckeyes just pulled off the unbelievable. Joining me on my right, Matt Kendig. Joining to the right of him, Caleb Spinner. I'm Maxwell Cohen, and we're live with post-game coverage of tonight's matchup of Ohio State men's basketball on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. And, oh, man, what a game, Matt. What a game for the Ohio State Buckeyes in this one. Let's just start. What a game did we just witness? That was incredible. Ohio State really showed Duke. They had fighting them the whole game. Down basically from the start of the game, they fought till the end, came back, and delivered a finishing blow at the end. What an incredible game from the Buckeyes. To take down the number one team, that's exactly what you need out of us. And this, is, this was huge for a number of reasons. Not only do you beat the number one team, you jump in the rankings, you're going to go from unranked to pretty high, I would say. Maybe you find yourself 15, no higher than 12, I think. That's a pretty lofty jump, but number one team. Um, but you also show that you can come through in late situations, when it counts, when you need somebody to step up. You have Zed Key, you have Cedric Russell who hit several big plays there. Now, there are some struggles here that need addressed. The free throw shooting, of course, abysmal as a team. There were some players who stepped up late but then the turnovers also need to be addressed. So there are things to work with, don't get me wrong. Because the Buckeyes were able to upset Duke does not mean that there's nothing to work on. This team is perfect, we can just go to March. I have to be honest, Caleb, I really, I'm just looking at this game and thinking, you know what, yeah, Ohio State didn't shoot any free, they it couldn't make a free throw if it saved their life. Yeah, you know, they turned the ball over a lot and Ohio State does need to fix up a lot of things, but your coach Holtman, man, you can live with that. You can live with an abysmal free throw percentage if you're pulling off wins like this. Ohio State held Duke to just 23 points in that second half and pulled off the upset over a Duke team that many think are going to win it all this year. Matt, what is something you saw of Ohio State and how they were able to pull this one out? Well, let's just talk about the defense first. 23 points in the second half. They really locked Duke down, uh, specifically... Paulo Banchero shot four for 14 from the field and only one for three from three. He is the number one draft pick, most likely, as some are saying right now. Holding him to 14 points is not an easy feat by any means, and Ohio State did it. Four for 14 shooting from him. I think that EJ Liddell had a huge part in that. The forward, not his best scoring game, only 14 points, but three blocks and 14 rebounds, with 11 coming on the defensive end, played a huge role, especially in the second half, where they started to really shut Duke down in a way that they really didn't seem to figure out in the first half. And, and Caleb, let's turn it over to you as well. Ohio State pulled this one off 71-66, to but looking at Duke, they really came out of the gun hot. They were playing really good basketball, 43 points at the half, led by 13. What went wrong? Where did it all go wrong for Coach K's team? Well, I'll, st I'll start with a positive here. They did a really good job of playing through other people besides Paolo Benchero. Of course, Benchero had his usual night. He was really good scoring the basketball, but he wasn't their main. He wasn't their only weapon, I should say. Definitely their main wasn't their only. So they did a great job finding options to where if Benchero gets in trouble, and this is where I'm really going to lead into, but when Benchero is out of the night, when you have to play him sparingly, who's going to come up? We saw that tonight. 
uh, from a variety of options for Duke, but where it was was foul trouble. There were a couple times where, where the embellishment was the real foul from Ohio State, but for the most of the time, this was a test for Duke of who's going to step up. Foul trouble, it, it hurts a lot of teams, especially on the road. You can argue home, home court advantage, home biases, whatever you want to. But I think they just got into foul trouble. They struggled a little bit um, adjusting in the first bit and then tried to come out, out of the halftime break and just couldn't. Now let's turn back over to some of the keys we had into this one. And Matt, you touched up on a lot of our keys to the game before the game, but how many of them came true? Did Ohio State really stick to those keys and come out to, with a victory because of them? Yeah, I really think that there was a lot of the keys to the game that they really executed. Starting with the big men, Liddell and Key obviously both had a huge game. Zed Key putting up a career, or not a career, a season high in points tonight. 20 points from him on the offensive end, and Liddell really brought it on the defensive end. Although He had 14 points, but the 14 rebounds and three blocks really set the tone for the Buckeyes on defense, and I think played a huge role in pulling off this upset. Beyond that, I think the turnovers also played a big role. We saw in the first half when Ohio State was struggling, there was a massive difference in turnovers, but we really saw them tighten up ship in the second half, not as many turnovers nearly, and the gap really started to close. It only finished with Ohio State as five more turnovers. It was much more than that in, at the end of the first half, and I think that that played a key role in Ohio State making the comeback in the second half. In that second half, Duke shot just 23% from the field, just 12% from deep, and their only scorer who was really getting anything going was Wendell Moore Jr., who, to his credit, in the game played fairly well. He had 17 in the game, 8 boards, 5 assists, but as Caleb was saying earlier, Duke was in serious foul trouble. Theo John fouled out. Mark Williams had 4. Paul Benchero had 4. Jamie Roach had 4. Wendell Moore Jr. had four. That's five guys in your team who were approaching potentially falling out of the game and one who did can't win games like that. And this Duke team really just ran Gonzaga out of the gym just a couple days ago. And it seems like in that first half, they were picking up right where they started, picking up right where they were. And in the second half, the wheels came off. Ohio State started to put together shots, put together possessions, and they finished out this game on a 14-1 run to finish off the upset. It was just a remarkable display of grit and energy out of an Ohio State team that had struggled a little bit coming in in these last couple of games. They struggled out of the gate against Akron, and they're 4-2 and two on the year. No one really expected them to be in this position, Caleb. Yeah, no one did, but it's it's the situations you don't expect that somehow end up getting you. You know, it's it's not, um, oh, what's the old adage? If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail, right? I believe is how the saying goes. You corrected me on my spelling of fluke, even though you didn't believe that I did that on purpose. Um, I don't. But uh, <laughs> but where it really is is you're going to have games where, where things you can't control are I shouldn't say you can't control because you can control how many times you get you, you foul somebody. But where things where you're going to have to make decisions on who's going to come up, who's going to step up, and it's not going to go your way. Everybody's going to have those games, but it's about whether you whether or not you can play through that. Ohio State took advantage of Duke not being able to play through that today. Duke is a fantastic team. They will go places in this season. This does not mean that they are out of anything. Like the CFP, unlike the CFP, one loss does not mean you're all of a sudden out of the show. 
but Duke is going to have a great, uh, a great rest of their season. Coach Krzyzewski is a coach who's calm and calculated, as I talked about a little bit. He's going to see what this. He's going to see what went wrong here. He's going to work on trying to find those other options aside from Paolo Benchero, and that's what you're going to see from Duke going forward. Is they're going to be a more all-around team, and you're going to start to see the weapons really spread out there. Ohio State's next game is going to be this Sunday on December 5th at 7:30 p.m. Where Ohio State will go to Happy Valley and face off against the Penn State Nittany Lions. In this one, though, Ohio State, I can't say it enough. I want to keep saying it. They picked up the victory over the number one ranked Duke Blue Devils. And I'll, I'll make a quick comment here. Watch out for Jamari Wheeler to have a big game in that Penn State one, a homecoming for him. We know this is going to mean something. Even though he loved that school, he went there for four years before becoming a graduate and transferring in here. It's always something special when you're able to put up a big performance against your former team. So watch for a big one from number 55. For Duke, their schedule gets considerably easier heading into December. Their next game is not going to be until they face off against South Carolina State on December 14th at 8 p.m. So they'll have a lot of time to sit back and reflect on this one. They go to 7-1 and one on the season. They drop their first one in a stunner to the unranked Buckeyes. Matt, any final thoughts? Let's go into some final thoughts on this one. What are some of your final thoughts? What are some things that stood out? Where do you expect the Ohio State Buckeyes to go from here? Yeah, I really like the play today of Cedric Russell, the grad transfer out of Louisiana. He put up a solid 12 points. He had been averaging 0.8 points a game up until this point and played some really key minutes late in this game. I think that in the future, you're really going to see them start to utilize him as they realize how he can put up a big game in big moments like this. Other than that, I think the foul trouble, I think they really need to start leaning into this big man game. Get the other team to draw fouls, bully them in the paint, and make them uncomfortable. When your best players aren't on the, on the court, you are going to be a worse team, and we saw that today with Duke, with four of their starters with four fouls and one on the bench fouling out. Caleb, let's go into your final thoughts. What are some final thoughts you have as we conclude this one live at the Schottenstein? Well, you know, I think I've touched on it a little bit. Ohio State, yes, they got the win. Yes, they should enjoy this, absolutely. But don't let the rest of the season sneak up on you because you got excited about an upset. This is one game. There are things to work on. And again, I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but this is me making sure that Ohio State doesn't have this one win to look back on as they go on to get trounced by teams because they can't make free throws and because they turn the ball over. You're not going to get lucky with foul trouble every single game. You're not going to have a team's five best players get into four fouls and then one of them foul out as you go into the game. Those aren't going to be given to you every single game you play. So Ohio State really needs to focus on training Zed Key to be as elite a rebounder and scorer, doing both at the same time as E.J. Liddell is. Liddell has to play smart. He can't be diving all over the place, trying to get balls and putting himself out of the, out of the season potentially. They cannot afford to lose him. We saw that one where he dove into the, the padding of the basket, landed on his shoulder, uh, landed on his hip rather pretty awkwardly. So Ohio State has to play smart basketball and they have to focus on the things that they can improve on. Ohio State in upset fashion, live from Value City Arena, picks up the win. 71 Buckeyes, 66 Blue Devils for Matt Ke for Matt Ken. Ken Digg and Caleb Spinner. I'm Max Wilcone. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening. <laughs>